Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of the Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live right here on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 from the Gulf Coast and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. So thank you, Folgers. We couldn't do it without you, nor would we want to. Also, big thank you to Justice Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, for the contribution of his time, his music, and his voice for the intro that you just heard. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror and sci-fi dark wave electronic music it can be found on all of your favorite music platforms also big thank you to steve mcginnis the artist behind the banners and logos here at the show check him out on facebook and instagram also specializes in the horror genre but does fantastic commission pieces of any sort so tonight we welcome for the very first time author kevin killen who will be discussing his new book ghosts and me he has won five Virginia Press Awards during his time in journalism. Having stepped away from journalism, he now counsels recovering addicts. He hopes his book can help others understand the paranormal and give insight into what others are experiencing. He has never gone on a full paranormal investigation, at least from the time that he wrote the book, uh, but has always been hoping to do so. He resides in Alexandria, Virginia, not far from his childhood home in Falls Church, where he had some of his earliest paranormal experiences. And he still experiences the paranormal. Haven't we all experienced the paranormal at one point or another? Um, I think sometimes maybe people don't realize what's happening. Some of us tend to be quite logical. Others of us try to be uh, really open. Uh, to all of that. Um, also, I don't, sending some good love and light over to Amelia. So got a migraine tonight, can't join us, was going to, came on pretty sudden. So big hugs and lots of healing energy to her. And Catherine, hey, you're first in line tonight. Hey, Tamara, you as well. Nice to see you guys. Getting a nice head start. Everybody else will be chiming in. Um so, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what uh, Kevin is going to have to say. It's always interesting to get someone else's perspective as to their experiences. I can tell you that uh, it always changes, um, you know, for me, as I remember so much that and I've done so much, especially with investigating. You've had so many experiences. I did a radio show earlier today. Um, called Out of Nowhere. You guys will have to check it out. I'm still waiting uh, for links to come in. And it's a show based out of the UK. And it was 
interesting to still be asked about my paranormal experiences because I've just done so many interviews throughout the last two decades. And it's interesting to me that people are still very interested in my experiences. And it's hard to pinpoint any exact ones. I've had people say, get a book, write a book, write a book. It's just, I don't have time to do so. And to be honest, I don't even know if I can remember them all, which doesn't help as you get older, just saying. But anyway, hey, Adrian. So big hugs to bubbles. I know, I know. So we're waiting for uh, Kevin to chime in, which should be uh, pretty soon, I would think. So anyway, um, yeah, anyway, it's very interesting to me that people are actually still interested in, in some of my experiences. I've had some pretty crazy experiences, but I think also knowing and acknowledging is probably more along the lines that I've also am a, you know, contact experiencer with extraterrestrials and knowing now that you know through research that they're very they're very much intertwined and i wonder how many of my experiences um that i thought were solely paranormal may not be just paranormal like how many are extraterrestrial because i'll tell you like going over today's show especially because you know i was asked to talk about the differences between you know, paranormal and ET contact and abductions and how similar they were. And people reporting, for example, you know, different smells of sulfur. Well, how many times have we heard about that in the paranormal? Um, hearing popping sounds or crackling sounds or humming, things like that. Heck, I was hearing a lot of that in the haunted forest in Romania. Let me tell you, I'm starting to, I, I'm starting to wonder, do we have any missing time? We should go back and check that all out. You know, but realistically, these are just real basic things, but they are very much uh, characteristics of both, you know, paranormal and, you know, ET. And then we, let's talk about sleep paralysis. I mean, in the paranormal, we call that, you know, the hag syndrome. And of course, science is like, no, this is very, very normal. This is, this happens to people between certain ages. And I tell you, it's the same thing when you're dealing with ET. It's all there. They, they explain the same thing, that feeling of being watched, that feeling of not being able to move, the heaviness on the chest. And it's like, man, oh, man, when I start looking over some of that, to my knowledge, I, I mean, I've only had sleep paralysis twice. And it was bloody terrifying. Terrifying. So it's like, okay, you know, maybe there's something up with that. Um, Okay, our guess is just message. He's got it. And okay, ready for you. All right, good. Just there we go. Just letting him know we are good to go. There. Okay, so waiting on him to come in. So, yeah, I mean, for me, they were terrifying experiences. But it's always cool when, you know, people have studied this. And scientists have studied this and have also had some really scary uh, experiences while experimenting with sleep paralysis. To me, some of the things I remember even at my Burlington house with this humming droning sound coming in at about two or three in the morning over the house. <laughs> it's like, and the house shaking a little bit. I don't know. 
Is that something? Would that be, is that a craft? Because that, that stuff happened a lot. And when I think about it now, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Like, I've been in this field long enough to know that this hasn't always happened, and it's really freaky. Uh, makes me question some of my paranormal experiences as well, right? How, I mean, there's, there's so many similarities between abductions and contact experiences as well into the paranormal. Like, I mean, they're very, very very intertwined for sure um your stories would be important forever new experiences need others to share the stories i agree adrian i think people should be coming forward and what i really love is the fact that people seem to want to come forward we are hearing more and more people coming forward and talking about their experiences uh, Catherine, I've had several, oh no, I've had sleep paralysis a few times and it is terrifying. It is. And they say if you can move one, even a digit, that you can bring yourself out of it. The first time it happened to me, it was like two o'clock in the morning and I could open my eyes. I couldn't move. And you get that whole feeling of I'm not alone. But at the time, you know, I was married and I'm kind of shifting over looking at my husband going, what is wrong with you? I am in distress here. And he was just out cold. And from that point, I just somehow forced myself to sit up straight in bed. And then it's just like everything, you know, sort of relaxed. And I had a projection clock that was up on the, you know, projecting onto the ceiling. And it was like a, a full minute at least. And it felt like forever. And the second time it happened to me, I wasn't feeling good. So I thought I would just lay down during the day. Middle of the day it happened. And I wasn't in any sort of deep sleep. So it was crazy. And again, forced myself to try to move my fingers. And then I then I came out of it. But it just, it never happened to me to my knowledge before then. So to me, that was pretty interesting. Uh, oh, hello. Hello, Guardian. Nice to see you. Hello, Diane. Uh, yes, Burlington does have a ley line. And you know, that's, that's a whole other story with experiences there. Um, you have to consider, consider to move when you have sleep paralysis. Yeah, it, it is. It's very important. It's very important. People would think that it doesn't make that much of a difference, but you know what? It really, it makes a huge difference. Um, I'm in the studio. No, <laughs> you are not. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, no, you are not. Um, oh boy, our guest is, I don't know where he is. I'll send another. Oh boy. Okay. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. Ah, wrong guy. Wrong studio. Hold on. Invite. Going to do this again. Okay. Bear with me. Boy. Leave the other. Sorry, guys. Use. Okay, let's try this again. Okay. I just don't know what that's about, but he's in some other studio. It's definitely not this one. <laughs> um. So anyway, yes, I mean, there are a lot of similarities. And how many times have, have you heard, you know, in the paranormal, I could smell sulfur. I could smell something very foul. People attribute that to demonic, you know, energy or when they're coming in. Same with 
popping sounds or that static electricity. You can kind of see the static in the air and you hear it. It's like crunching, almost like crunching paper um, in the atmosphere. Same thing applies to ET contact or when they're coming in. Right? Yeah, not, it is not pleasant. Not at all. I've smelled that more times than, than I care to say, obviously. But um, yeah, it's not it's not pleasant. And I know with having one thing. Nope. Hold on. I think our guest made it. One second. Uh, you have to give StreamYard permission to use your camera, Kevin, because I don't see you on camera down there. So there we are. Okay. Are you ready, Kevin, to come on? Ready? Okay. Bam. Here you are. How are you? I'm doing well, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I don't know where you went. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is it the test? I've been up since four o'clock in the morning this morning. So. Oh, well, yeah. thank you for being here tonight. <laughs> oh, no, no, that that's perfectly, perfectly fine. So. Uh, <laughs> we, we were just all conversing about different uh, paranormal activity and similarities to extraterrestrial contact such as smells and sounds and things like that. So we were starting to get a dialogue going while we were waiting for you. Just priming them all up for you, Kevin. All so, right. <laughs> so welcome to the Outer Realm. I am thrilled that you could make it tonight, and especially since you've been up so early. Um, so where would you like to start? Um, I know I like to start off at Humble Beginnings as to, you know, what – what was your first experiences? And because one doesn't always just fall into writing a book on the paranormal. There's a lot involved and it usually starts off with early experiences also. Yes. Uh, this actually, this book was about uh, 18 years in the making. Wow. From first word. It was actually a continuation. I've been writing. I was writing on this book for a long time before it finally got published. But my first experience was I was about five years old and I was living in an old house in uh, Evanston, Illinois. Wow. And uh, it was just me and my mother. And this thing was, this is like a big rambling, creepy 1900s straight out of some scary movie type house. And you just what every little the, kid wants. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, had, it even had the, the passages and the creepy basement and oh, God and all I love that. It. But um, yeah, I was, I was at home with my mother. It was just me and her. Excuse me. And we had uh, those wooden floors and we were downstairs and I heard distinctly someone walking upstairs and I turned to my mother. I said, who's that? And she said, well, that's my little boy. And I was like, what little boy? I'm the only little boy here. Right. So it turned out later she just said that so she didn't want to scare me because she thought somebody had broken in. Oh, but it wow. was distinct. It was distinct footsteps on a wooden floor walking across the hallway. And that was like the first uh experience and i've been having experiences ever since wow that's a beat that's a lot for a little kid but you know what kudos to your mom for not making you feel really silly because i think sometimes it's, it's where people go wrong when their kids say they have an imaginary friend or they have an experience to be told well you're silly there's no such thing like kudos to her for not wanting to scare you but not taking away from that your experience and what you were feeling yeah, my mother was, uh, she was really special. She passed about 25 years ago. Oh, sorry. And uh, she she had something, 
but we really never talked about it. I know she had a gift of something because she was, she just always knew, you know, I know everyone right. says moms know, right. she knew a little more, but right. we never really delved into it before she passed. So right. I regret right. that, but I, I know that she's in a better place. Oh, absolutely. It's the next level of our journey, you know, but I mean, it is really tough because going back in the day, so to speak, it's not something you really talked about a lot. Like right. I was always told, no, you don't talk about that. People will just think something's wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> something's wrong with me. I'm a little weird oh, yeah. to start with, but okay, let's go with that. <laughs> did you find it was the same thing? Like, did she sort of say to you, oh, don't go around telling people there's something in the house or anything like that? You no, know, she never did. But again, I, even to this day, uh, still have those people that will give you the side eye. Right. And they'll back away slowly. But then those are the same people that'll pull you aside later on and be like, oh, hey, by the way, this happened <laughs> yeah. to me. But mm -hmm. since they're with people like with friends or whatever. But, yeah, I've always been I mean, I've been called, you know, crazy like all my life because of this. And that's not really there. And you, mm. you're right. I mean, this is something that was not really talked about. And if it was, it was in hushed tones. Right. And you didn't go out in public and say, oh, my house is haunted because then, you know, the mm. men when the white coats would show up. Oh, for sure. And then especially when you're moving into, you know, certain small towns as well, it gets kind of funky. I find it funny because it's been a mixed bag down in the southern states. It's a mixed bag because people, you know, lean very strong to their faith. But in the same respect, you have those group of people who've had the Civil War. They've had so much going on. You know, you got like Civil War soldiers out of every field. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. hard to say there's nothing going on here because it's it's the history puts them there. Do you find that because you're out in Virginia? Do you find you have a mixed bag, or are people pretty receptive to you and your your beliefs and your stories? You know, it's interesting you say that because it kind of depends. I've been all over the state, and right. it kind of depends on where you are. Uh, yeah. And I grew up in Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. Right. And th that being so technologically sound as it is, uh, right. there was a lot of people that were just, you know, but, but you know, they, they, you know, Fairfax County, the county that I grew up in was founded in like, you know, the 1700s. Wow. So yeah. you've always had That's that old. oldness. But also, yeah. like I said, on the battlefields, you know, I've gone on the battlefields and I, you know, just walked around and just felt the energy and people, you know, people are kind of like looking at you like, what are you doing? Cause I actually was working on a story. I'm still working on one um, battlefield ghosts. Ooh, so I have I to have come my, on and talk about that when you're done. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, so yeah. I'm still working on that. Um, so yeah, I'd go around with my handheld and people would be like, what are you doing? So I tell them and most of them were like, Oh, Hey, I saw this. And some of them were really receptive and other ones were just like, Oh, okay. Bye. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like you said. It was definitely a mixed mixed bag in in Virginia, at least, and Maryland. Right. Well, in Virginia, like you can, you know, you can go walk the battlefields. I know, like when I was in Gettysburg, they don't yes. really like you doing that. Like they're real funky about yep. you walking out through the battlefields. You know, do you have the ability to just go out and card blanche when you want to go do these recordings? Yes, uh, I've gone to four or five, including Antietam. Oh, wow. And yeah, I had just basically just, you just, uh, you know, you get out of your car and you walk wherever. 
And wow, that's that was really cool. Want to do so, it. Right. Um, there's one in Loudoun County called Balls Bluff Battlefield. Now I got the best experience there because there was something following me. Uh-huh. And okay. I got I got some voices on on recording, but that was the best battlefield so far. And I was a little disappointed in Antietam, beautiful place, but I did I didn't get anything. Wow. I was a little, little surprised by that. Do you, do you think maybe it's because they're just trying to figure out what you're doing? Because let's face it, I mean, you know, on the battlefield, if if they know they've passed on, it's one thing. But usually when you die tragically like that, sometimes you have absolutely no idea. You're just out there on the prowl at night just trying to stay alive, you know, and you're just this intruder with something they've never seen before out there. And you're talking to yourself essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and you know, I've, I've watched, uh, and, and again, I, I, I've watched you on a lot of the shows. Oh, wow. And that's you. where I, I first became familiar with you. And I love your work. Your body thank, of work is really thank cool. You. But thank you ever know, I always notice on these shows where they talk about that. Um, a lot of people would go back two, three, four times to certain places and then the spirits recognize them later. Yes. So I yes. think maybe you're absolutely right. They're like, oh, geez, here's another. Or they're probably just thinking, oh, geez, here's another guy. You yeah. Know, with, with yeah, he's cool. He's all right. Around. We don't know yeah. what he's doing, but he seems all right. <laughs> he hasn't pulled a weapon out on us or anything. Yeah. No, I, I, I truly do believe sometimes you need to build a rapport uh, because otherwise, especially when you're dealing, you know, in, in, in a residence, like you're in their space. It's like they don't know who you are and and it's still their space. I learned that, you know, even in the haunted forest, it was in Romania. I oh. it was a very humbling experience. But you know, we we had you know the ghost box out and we are sitting there, and all of a sudden a growl comes through, and the spirits they were speaking in Romanian, and I asked for an English translation. It shows you there's no language barrier, and they gave it to us right. because I know my you know, my friend and teammate was Romanian, so she she's like, No, that's correct. And um they said, go now, run. And my thought is like, well, I don't know if I'm going to run. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do know enough to be respectful. I'm out of my element. I'm in your element, you know, the, the, whatever was there. And um, gracefully, as I could, made made an exit. But it was something on, on the, you know, our heels pretty much the entire time. I followed wow. all the way back to the hotel, making sure like, you know, you're gone. So you have to have that degree of respect and realize there's always another day for an investigation and being, you know, respectful is important. And I think it gets you brownie points. Oh, absolutely. Right. Though so you've established a rapport with these soldiers, basically. Yes. Okay. And you do you find now it's easier? when you go in and do like voice recordings and investigating that they, they're more responsive to you now. I do actually. And that's, I never thought about that uh, as I've done that, but yeah, you're right. Absolutely. So I've gone to Fredericksburg battlefield in Spotsylvania down in central Virginia and, and done some EVP work and, and interviewed some really cool people down there, including a, a forest ranger and they, the park rangers never talk about that. Oh. They they even told me that's one of the things that actually when I started this endeavor, I emailed the park, you know, just to see what I needed to do. And they were like, yeah, we don't talk about those things. Mm-hmm. And I see? was like, oh, really? And they were like, yeah, because I asked one for an interview and he was like, no. 
we don't we don't do that hey yeah i just that was I, government maybe i have no idea yeah but... do you think it's just because they don't they don't want to start something <laughs> well, I, not everybody's yeah, going to be asking us maybe, honestly, yeah maybe I, I it's think so yeah but yeah this, this this guy said it's policy not to talk about i guess uh, yeah paranormal phenomena that could or may or may not go on in the battlefield they're, they're allegedly not supposed to talk about it and i've never had one that ever will, would and wow. again i've been to about 10 battlefields now and yeah they just they clam up and they will not say a word maybe you need to find me. one who's retired or yeah quit or something maybe they would be i maybe they're under like a non-disclosure agreement that they just can't talk about things like Agreed. that right um, Wayne has makes a good point. I remember the story. It goes, keep in mind when it comes to modern technology, older spirits will have no point of reference. Uh, for example, a camera that has the word cannon stamped on it may well in, in, instill fear or violent response from the spirit. This happened to him. They were trying to catch a photograph um, and he, they put up this thing with this big lens. This is cannon on it. And it's got this big lens coming at you. I would think I mean, it makes sense to me. I would think that that could be as a cannon's a cannon, but right. it's little, but it still says cannon. So I don't know. It's, it's you know, I think that's something we have to always bear in mind is just even when it comes down to explaining what a piece of equipment is. Whenever I would go someplace, I would hold something up. I would say, okay, this is what this is. It's a, a device that records your voice. There's nothing to be afraid of. It gives you the opportunity to communicate with me. And, and I would always explain what everything did, especially when you got things with lights and they're trying to figure it out. I've had spirits, you know, on the recording. I could feel something touching the end of the recorder mm -hmm. or moving the camera around. Like they're trying to figure out what it is. Right. Have you ever had those experiences? Absolutely. Uh, one of my first EVPs was that that way. They uh, actually decided to uh, hit the the recorder itself, and 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 this was back in the early '90s. Uh, I, most of us will remember those big boom boxes with the dual cassettes and the detachable speakers. Right. Oh, that, right. That's yeah. That that's what I got my first EVP on was that in, in the house I grew up in. But yeah, it was before I got the voice. It was like beating on top of the machine, like something was drumming, and that was oh. like yeah. It was just really weird before the voice came through. So oh yeah, that was interesting. That would be interesting. I love anything that um, is out of the norm. I love to pique the curiosity of of you know, different spirit people, because if the more intrigued they are, the more that, you know, liable that you may be able to get that little bit of extra activity and battlefield oh, yeah. spirits are always very cautious, but you can see that they, I think sometimes they just look like they really want to interact. Yes. You know, uh, let's put up a couple comments as we go along. Guys, remember, we've got seven chat rooms. Roku does not have a chat room. So we'll just try to make our way down as, as keep up as we go along because Kevin is setting the flow over here. Uh, Catherine says, I enjoy going to different older cemeteries to tell everyone I come with respect, love, and my camera. I promise to do no harm and respectfully set a boundary that no one can touch me nor follow yes. me. Right? Yes. Um, yeah, then I invite them to show themselves to the camera. Exactly. Exactly. So I you know, so you you basically have had experiences there. So walk us through, 
you know, from that point on, do you do a lot of investigations? Because I know at the point that you had written the book, you hadn't quite gotten into the investigations yet. Right. And then we'll maybe we'll start, you know, touch on that a little bit before we go to the reason that the book is even a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was really interesting because, uh, you know, when I wrote this book, after I wrote it, I didn't realize that I've been doing investigations all along. Ah, Somebody okay. actually pointed that out to me and I never thought of it as such, but all these, a lot of the experiences I've been having right. were basically, you know, investigations that I conducted and didn't even think about being an investigation at all. But, they really were. And then after I thought about it, I was like, Hey, wow, they're right. You know? So I've really been doing that right. um, since the beginning, basically. And I, I started doing EVP work as a high school student. Wow. And um, I, I've got a lot more misses than hits, but the hits that I do have are really good. <laughs> so right, right. The spirits so, maybe getting used to me, I think, I don't know, but yeah, right. I, I've been doing, this is like I said, yeah, this has been almost a lifelong endeavor for me. Wow. I think I think spirits can tell what kind of an individual you are. I mean, I think if you go in guns a blazing and oh, I demand you to do this, yes. if I was a spirit, I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about those demands. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, yeah, but, I can't stand when people provoke. Yeah. I, I don't think that's necessary. And and again, I'm I'm on of the opinion that you take your personality with you when you pass. Yes. So if you're a, a, a gentle natured person, you're going to be that same way in life in death as you are in life. So if you're going to have somebody screaming at you, you're going to be timid and be like, no, I'm out of here. Or if you were a very aggressive person in life, somebody screaming at you, you're going to come at them. Oh, absolutely. But I, I just don't think there's any point in that. And I hate seeing that, but. Right. You know. Especially if you're dealing with children, you know, a child is still a child. And trying to explain, but yeah, I've watched some TV shows where they go, okay, little kid, come here. I'd be, yes. I'd be like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, I think you do have to treat them with um, 100% um, respect. And you have to have a degree of integrity. And I yeah. think they can sense that off of us when we go into places. They can tell if you're kind person or not. And I find that kind people just get some of the most amazing things. I think you can get recordings, like for me, just by talking to families that I've assisted or having conversations with my teammates at a location. You play back the recording. Like if you have one going, I've learned to just have it going. Right. And next thing you know, you've got people trying to get in on the conversation yes. or they're mumbling in the background. And I'm yep. like, was somebody else there? Oh, it's a nice little surprise. Yep, right? Absolutely. That's yeah. I've gotten the same thing when I wasn't even expecting it. Just letting the tape run. That's some of the best stuff is just letting the tape run. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So walk us over to the book. I'm going to put your book up ghosts and me. Um, tell us how and why this came to be and, and whatever you want to share with us on that, the experiences, because there seems to be, a lot involved with what you're saying. It's a lot of years of writing. So there's a lot of experiences in there. Yeah. Uh, well, basically I, I, I wrote the book um, to actually help people. Okay. Um, cause cause I, I knew how it was when I had experiences and back in the eighties and in the nineties and even mm -hmm. in the early two thousands, it was still, you know, not on everybody's radar. And again, you, 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 you talk about, 
you know, oh, there's, you know, this happened to me. And, you know, people be like, oh, yeah, you're making things up or you're crazy or, you know, we need to go see the doctor and, and all sorts of things. <laughs> right. So I wanted to to show people that, you know, I, I'm a, uh, I consider myself fairly intelligent, very mm -hmm. rational. Right. And I wanted to write, and I, again, I, I, I'm, I'm a writer that it's, it runs in the family and I've always written things. So that was one thing that just came about, but I just wanted, I wanted to help people and say, Hey, you know, this guy here, i.e. me has had these experiences and, and I'm not going to, you know, I don't need, need the funny pills yet, but yet I right. go through these and I, I, I consider myself quite normal. Right. <laughs> so I just wanted to show people that, yes. Hey, you know, this rational person has experienced things and then that's usually what happens. So I, I figured, you know, I put it down in paper and I've had some, fairly incredible experiences. So I, I, I wanted to let people know that, you know, Hey, these things do exist. These things do happen and they happen to me. Right. So what are you, some of your more memorable, let's just work our way through different types of experiences. What are the most memorable experiences for you? Um, I think in, when I was in college, I went to college in Pennsylvania, a uh, small oh, town called right Waynesburg. There. It says yeah. it all right there. Yeah. Uh, the school Pennsylvania. I went to is Waynesburg <laughs> University. And, right. and I'll be honest, and I told my professors this, is that they had a gorgeous cemetery that abutted one of the, the, the residence halls. When I visited, I thought that was so cool. I was like, wow, there's like graves literally like 10 feet from the window. Wow. So I was like, there's got to be ghosts around here. And, right. and, you know, my professors were like, yeah, you didn't really just do that. And I was like, no, seriously, that was part of it. Cause it's, it's very, it's a very old school. It was like 1849. So they've got right. a lot of old buildings and, and everything. Right. Um, but anyway, when I was there, I, I met my, one of my exes um, that featured in the book and she is a, a witch and also right. a very powerful psychic. Right. And some of the experiences I had with her um, were some, some were good and some were bad. I had an attachment because uh, we stuff. opened, yeah, we opened a portal and it wasn't closed and this nasty thing came out and it, it I was in, I think uh, the stages, I think, I want to say oppression. Oppression. Yeah. I was in the oppression. You can be oppressed for years and yeah. years. And and this yeah. was just nasty. And I was just, this was not me. I knew something was wrong. Right. And then we all, the people that, in, that were involved in this, um, the, the seance, I guess is basically what we were doing. Channeling session. Really? Uh, mm -hmm. we all experienced bad things. Negative things happened to all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, uh, some of the things really bad, like, like I said, my personality totally changed and mm. it was not me that was doing these things. Right. And then finally we were lucky enough to get that thing out of here, or at least close the portal and things got better, mm. but it took a while. And the residual part of that was just, it was nasty. And, um, I never want that ever again, because <laughs> that was something I was not prepared for. And that so was very memorable. Can I ask you, what do you think you did wrong with that? Or do you, was it along the lines of being a victim of circumstance? Cause I mean, portals, you know, they're there. You can, you can walk into a portal and not even know it. Right. So, um, I mean, when you're making that invitation, of course, to communicate, it is an invitation. Every time you hold out that voice recorder, mm -hmm. that ghost box, that, that, 
camera, come here, you know, do this, do yeah. this, come on, say hi. It is it is an invitation of sorts. So when you re when you retrace your steps, what would you have done differently? Do you think, and do you think it would have changed the outcome? Yeah, uh, one of the things I think didn't help was that the one of the the girls that we were with, her boyfriend was a total non-believer. Okay, like he he was like you know just oh this is crap, this doesn't happen, this is BS. I'm I don't even know why I'm here. Right, and I think whatever you know and and. We had all had experiences, obviously, prior to that. He never did. And mm. I think part of that was what we were we were trying to show him. Yeah, this stuff does happen. But no matter what, and he almost died after this. He got into a really bad motorcycle accident. Wow. And I think, honestly, I the first, when I heard about it, I said that that was whatever came through. That's what <laughs> that was his thing. Right. And that was one of the things. So one of the things differently, I think there were, there should have been more positivity and mm -hmm. I think we kind of, we didn't really go into this prepared. And, right. and my girlfriend at the time, um, I, I don't want to blame her, but she should have known better. Right. Because that wasn't the she was the only answer. one with experience, per se. Right, right. Got it. And, and I think, right. honestly, we just kind of went in there and didn't prepare ourselves properly. And whatever this thing was, we all saw it. It came out and it wrecked havoc on all our lives for mm -hmm. a good while. Mm-hmm. So, do you, I mean, you say we all saw it. Can you describe what you guys saw? It was, uh, it had like a, like the glowing yellow eyes. And mm. it was, it had the pointed ears and like the, the big teeth. They weren't overly, like, I, I know I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know how to describe it, but almost mm. gargoyle-ish. Interesting. In face. It was kind of reminded me of a gargoyle, actually, now that I think about it. Right, right. But yeah. Yeah. This thing just had evil. You could just, the, the, it had evil all about it. It was just, you could just feel it emanating the evil and it was just nasty. I mean, right, right. Whatever I, this thing was. I often hear people say that they'll, they'll make a reference like to Gollum, you know, like yes, big yes. full side, but that little hunched over. Right, right. Yeah. Similar to that. Yeah. Yes. They seem to be pretty common little fellows and, and they do, do like to, you know, play for keeps, that's for sure. Yes. Um, so how did you end up getting rid of this thing? And how many years passed or weeks or months? It was almost a year. Wow. It was almost a full that's year. That's a long one, yeah. Um, so basically what we did is that we ended up closing the circle. Like we all got together and we just did a ritual to close the circle. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to, to quell everything for a while. Everything mm -hmm. kind of went back to normal. But it right. took, I'd say, a good two maybe three years before everything was right because again we all had bad experiences following this mm -hmm. and some worse than others like i said the one the one guy almost died in a motorcycle accident right. but on you know fortunately or unfortunately which way you want to look at it he became a believer and right he believes now and right Right. Yeah. You know, so, but it 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 took a while, and, I, and honestly, I still think that some of the residual stuff didn't leave some of the people that were there because they've had a lot of bad luck throughout their lives. I, I don't keep in touch with them, but I do know people that do, mm -hmm. and I always hear bad things that have happened to these people. I kind of wonder maybe they need cleansed. Mm. Well, for me, I mean, to go back and close a circle, you need to make sure that you're popping it back 
Right. Because if you don't pop it through and you're closing a circle, it can't get back through. Right. Exactly. So there has to be another way of removal. Um, you know, just, just in my experience of, of, you know, people that I've worked with over the years. But the great thing about that is, is you know, mindset is, is a pretty powerful thing because people, these, people don't realize that these things feed off of certain types of energy. So it's important to like, if you, if you're all love and light and I've got the windows open, I'm dancing, watching a comedy, you know, there's nothing to really feed from. This is why they instill a lot of infighting and a lot of, you know, they amplify bad energy or bad, bad things such as if you have anxiety, they'll amp it up. Depression, they'll amp it up. Addictions, right. they'll amp it up. You know, divide and conquer. If you've got people within the home that cause a lot of infighting. Yes. Relationships. It, it, it's just because that's what, that's, that's what feeds them. Yes. You know, if, if that's what you're dealing with, of course, I mean, people have a way of doing that all on their own as, as well. <laughs> right. So. Oh, absolutely. Right. So that's, I could see that being memorable. So what's the most frightening thing? Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. I'd have to say my first EVP. Oh, frightening? Okay. Yes, and, and okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, okay. So the house that I grew up in... Um, I describe it in the book as sad because oh. it, it was really a sad house. Uh, my brothers and my mother suffered from substance abuse issues. Oh. So there's a lot of negativity in that household growing up. Right. So there was a lot of bad energy in, in that house. Mm. Uh, so basically it was just kind of, there's always people there. There was, a, mm -hmm. I couldn't hardly ever remember anybody not being in that house at any time of day or night, but wow. this particularly one night there was no one in the house. And I was like, wow, there's nobody here. I'm going to do an EVP session. So I'm going to do what I shouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. So I did that in my room. <laughs> All I, right. I had the big, the big boom box and everything. So right. what I did is, is I asked a question. I said, if there's anything here, please show me hit the play and record button, walked over to my friend's house and let the tape run. You know, back then we had the Maxell tapes that ran right. for 60 minutes. Right. So I did that. So I came back, you know, rewound it and played it back. And I didn't get, I got a lot of, you know, white noise pops and things like that. Nothing substantial. But like I said, right almost at the very end of that tape, there was drumming on like somebody was beating on the machine. And that scared me because there was nobody in the house. And then at the very end, this voice came through at uh, this guttural voice that said, I have shown you ha ha. And that scared the heck out of me. And <laughs> I, I ran, I literally, my spine I right literally ran yeah. out of the house. 
I mean, I was not expecting that. And the thing that really got me is it answered my question. That's the one thing that I, I, to this day, thinking back and it just played through my head like it was yesterday. And I'm getting shivers now too. Me too. It it makes it pretty personal, doesn't it? Yes. Again, it was just one of those things where it's like, I don't know what it was, but it's like back then, if you took the tape speed and slowed it all the way down, that's what that voice sounded like. But it answered my question. That's the one thing that's always messed with my head because it answered what I asked it. Right. And I I didn't understand it back then. I was, you know, still fairly new to this and and that really got me. So I think that's still to this day, probably the most scariest thing I've ever experienced. That's it is because it makes it really personal. And one thing, you know, about the old Maxell tapes, the tapes, you can't fudge it. Now, if you record on the other side, you can get like a, you can get a bleed through. Right. Right. Uh, of sound that can bleed through. But if, you know, I used to only record on one side only and right. you can't fudge it. The only time you could fudge it is if you, if you turn it to digital, to the computer, you can't mess with it. Otherwise exactly. it's like a film camera. You can't mess that negative has that imprint, you know? Um, yeah. That that's wiggy. You know, when I ever had, I had somebody like say my name, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just something about something that you can't see. Just, just, yeah. you know, so did you have any problems after that? Because you obviously had to live in the house. You just still have that. Actually, I actually, I did. And see that, that was the, the funny thing is because, you know, I've told people this and again, back then people thought I was nuts. My family members obviously included because they were like, right. oh, there had to have been somebody that heard you and everything like that. And they, they try to analyze it. And I told them, and the thing that really also that was really cr- crazy about this is it was the very end of the tape, like the very few last seconds of the tape. I didn't get anything in the beginning, like right mm-hmm. at the 59 minute, 60 minute mark right. when that voice came through right at the end as if it knew this is how I'm going to end this tape because you didn't hear anything, but all of a sudden I'm coming through. So people have analyzed this and thought, well, what is that? And believe me, I I don't know. But um, yeah, I I had a lot of experiences in the house, like, like footsteps. Like again, I had, I I think I have an aversion to wooden floors because again, that house had wooden floors. Right. And it would sound like people were walking around my bedroom all the time. I mean, it was just. So it's like uh, a lot of phantom sounds, right? Which is. um, Yeah, I mean, I've had sounds where it sounds like chains dragging across a hardwood floor, yet you're on carpet in the room. Wow. I've had, yeah, again, somebody sounding like they're on hardwood floors, yet the recording was captured in a basement on a concrete floor. Yeah. Like just those phantom sounds that just right. seem to come out of nowhere. Um, okay, I've started these up, so make sure I don't miss them. What is the strangest paranormal? Thank you, Tamara. You want me to let you in the chat room? Because that was going to be my next one. <laughs> so the strangest paranormal <laughs> thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> wow, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know if this is paranormal, but I'm going to throw this out anyway. Um, so one of the things that I've noticed with me is that I'm also empathic. And right. I think I do have some psychic ability, not not a lot, but I, I do have those moments. Maybe more than you think. Um, so when I was in college, I was in a, a friend of mine's car and I glanced down at the at the, the clock radio and it said 333. And I said, hey, that'd make a great lottery number. And he's like, yeah, we should probably play that just joking around. Right. Well, guess what hit the next day? Ah, 
And he came back and he was like, "Do you see the number?" I said, "Yes, I did." I said, "What the hell?" And they, and then I, I told him, I said, "You know that stuff happens to me quite a bit. I just don't say anything. Like triple right. numbers are always around, but I, I just so I don't know if that's paranormal or not, but that happens a lot where I'll see that and it'll pop into my head mm-hmm. and be like, "Wow, you know." I, I but the thing was that I, I said we, we should have played the lottery. For sure, I don't know where that came from, and I should have because it hit. I mean, it wasn't for a lot of money, but it it, it hit. So, but they might have not, you know, it might have not worked if you were trying to profit True. off of it, right? True. You know, the universe has a funny way of doing stuff like that. It's like, okay, you know, it's one thing like to have premonitions, or it's one thing to be able to call some lotto numbers. And numerology is a lot of fun, and yes. sometimes. You know, you should get your angel numbers, like the 333, the 1111. Like, you know, yeah, see, this is, I was just about to say that synchronicities. Yes. I've, you know, sometimes if you train yourself to just look at things on the side of the road, I've had, I've had full names appear to me on a transport truck when I'm talking about someone like with respects of going to visit my mom, she was, you know, on her deathbed and it had my maiden name flash across the back of the truck. Not a common thing. I've never seen that in my life on a truck or a billboard or anything. And it's like, Oh, all right. Like, it's just weird. And I find numbers do the same thing. It's Mm -hmm. just funny how, how they work. And sometimes it's a matter of if you combine them, it means, it means something entirely different as well right so i love numbers i love synchronicities it's just i love that sort of thing um next hello kevin what if any advice would you give people who have had similar experiences as you and who are looking for answers um the easy part is uh buy my book (laughs) (laughs) there you go cat buy the book (laughs) uh no seriously though um well actually yeah buy my book because you'll get some answers in there but seriously um, if you can find people you trust and within the paranormal community that could advise you, uh, I would suggest to do that. And, and again, um, if, if you like, one of the things I do is when I want, when, when I, I always give my email, I mean, I, I, I want, I love people. I love talking to people. Um, it doesn't even have to be paranormal, just anything. Hey, how's it going? What's the weather like? out your way whatever but when it comes to advice and things like that i you know i love people asking me questions mm-hmm. um but but basically in studying uh that's one thing that i think helped me is i try to get my hands on every paranormal book i could and <laughs> just, she <you> know, did <laughs> so yeah that's You've been our cat show. Hey, cat, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that was. I didn't. I saw that. That's right. I have been on cat show. I, I, hey, she cat. Goes, I did read it. <laughs> yes, that's right. She did. That's right. Oh my it. gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> I just no. read one of her posts on Instagram, by the way. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it. and like I, I think I've become a student of the paranormal. I, I try to, like I said, I try to get my hands on everything. And in the last 10, 15 years, the, the ghost shows have popped up, as, as you well know, Michelle, because you've been on quite a few of them, and I love most all of them. Thank you. Um, and I try to watch those uh, to, to just garner some. And, and of course, some of them are just horrible. And I'll, I'll just throw that out there because we've all seen the ones. Oh, that, it is. It is. Yeah. But every once in a while, you'll come across yeah. a gem. Yes. That are the real deal. 
Yeah, uh, and just you. basically, if, if this is something that you really search for answers, immerse yourself in it as much as you can, because I think that's the best way to do. And again, the one thing I've learned about this is that you can have 5 million questions and no answers. And I think it's just meant that way because we're not mm -hmm. supposed to discover everything or anything really, because I find I run into more questions than answers. And, and that's just kind of how this is. It leaves more questions. I, I think so too. I think that we're not meant to have all the answers when I mean, whenever I would research something, if I could come up with more questions, it because let's face it, there's nothing definitive within the paranormal, Correct. right? It's really hard to pinpoint something concrete Absolutely. and say 100%, this is the thing. But I would get excited just to know that I had a question mark on it because that always meant I got to research it more. That it wasn't, that I, I, I right. didn't have to put it on the shelf because like, okay, I can't do anything with this. It's done now. It's just like, wait, I could still keep going in hopes of maybe finding something as close to definitive as possible. Yes. Yes, and um, and you're right. It's just always questions. But I remember Lorraine Warren saying to me once, she goes, dear, she goes, we are all students. And we will always be students. And and it's true. Yeah, Never absolutely. But to me, like, it's the best piece of, of advice I was ever given because I am a student of the paranormal. I don't believe in experts. TV believes in experts, yes. but I don't believe in yes. experts, especially in a field of something that is still full of holes exactly. and question marks. Yep. And I, I tell people all the time, everything's theory based. There's nothing been proven with, with anything. Exactly. So basically everything's a theory. Everything's theoretical. Yes. You know, but again, if you have an open mind and you're open to these things, then then, yeah, I mean, I've had discussions with family members who are just staunch. You know, there's nothing out there, whatever. And it's just like I give up. I can't do it because it's mm -hmm. like they they'll never come around to my way of thinking. And I'm not there. And that's another thing. I didn't write this book to have people convert. I just wanted to tell my story. But some right. people are like, oh, well, I'm not going to believe it. that's fine. That's your choice. Right. But I'm just saying this happened to me and, and I put it on paper. But right. um, yeah, right. it's, it's, it, to be a student of the paranormal and there's so much to do, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the cool thing, I think, is that so much from, like you said, numerology to being a water witch to Everything. You know, EVP captures and just the, the gambit is just so vast. But there's so much out there that makes it really cool. There's a lot of real mind bending things with it as well because you can get into as my producer would say dimensional bleed through i always i used to razz him a lot every time i would say that I'm like, okay joe dimensional bleed through you know and i had to keep saying it and the more the more i said it the more i went well crap i think he's on to something <laughs> you know i had to give it to him because it, there is a lot of that dimensional bleed through because there's just so many layers in one Correct. spot. Yep. You know, it's like listening to a radio channel. You can only listen to one at a time. It's a sort of how I see dimensions as being one on top of another, you know, and we, right. we, we're we going to bleed through for sure. Then we're getting into multiverses. <laughs> and yes. It's just, yes. it's, it's really vast. I, I got to a point where now I just like to call myself a researcher of high strangeness. Because there's just too much that it all intertwines. Right. It all intertwines, all of it. Right. 
to try to, to separate it all has become really difficult because the more we evolve and the more we learn and research, the more we see that, okay, wait a minute, you know, there's this, I think I remember this happening in this situation. And I think half of the people that I've helped in the last two decades, half of them, if not more, have had extraterrestrial experiences. So they've either been abductees, contactees, experiences of one wow. sort. And they, I, I got called in to help them on a paranormal issue. And they'll say, oh, yeah, we see grays often. Wow. <laughs> well, because the characteristics are the same. The smell of sulfur. Right. Crackling sounds, popping sounds, um, humming different things like that they're they're right. the same things happening sleep paralysis both yep. both like it's we were just talking about that before you came on it's just so many similarities that i had to take notice of it i had to start researching the other right. side of it because i had too many people telling me they're experiencing both yeah I, I read a article not too long ago on the bridgewater triangle oh yes and I was just amazed at how many experiences they all had. And it never, because again, and, and this is another thing that throws me for a loop because I've had all these other experiences. I've never experienced the Bigfoot. I've never experienced any crypt, cryptozoology, anything. Right. I don't think I've ever had an alien experience, but I've had all these other experiences mm -hmm. though. But it's just interesting to, that they all know? seem to tie together. They do. How do you know you've never had one? There's well, been more people that have uh, had experiences with aliens and they start thinking like I had an attachment growing up I'll, just to give you an example. And, and now that I think about it and after talking to my mother before she passed and I'd say, anybody else have any weird sightings and stuff? She goes, Oh yeah. Your grandfather would see things all the time, bought, bought a telescope. This all we had is his nose up to the stars. As, as a child, we couldn't get you out from outside. You were always looking to the stars. My father you know, other side of the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see UFOs all the time around here. I'm saying, so is this just me? Like, I'm just learning this now that all this is happening. But if, if, if there's if there's suppressed memories in there, um, now I'm starting to realize some of the things I experienced because I'm more versed now. I've researched. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all of this was happening to me while all of this was happening to me. And now I think they were combined. So, yeah, actually, by that rationale, I don't know. Maybe I have. I, I just honestly, yeah. if I do, I don't remember it. But, I, I, you know, like I said, they're not vivid memories. But, yeah, yeah. you're right. Who knows? They weren't for me yeah. either till I started, <laughs> you know. And now I still have them to this day because ever since I opened myself back up to it, right. I'm like, oh, okay, if you were a part of my life then, you can be a part of my life now. And I have all kinds of ET things happening to me now. Oh, wow. And I'm That's kind cool. of like, all right. That's great, I think. <laughs> I'm still on the fence about it some days, but for the most part, I'm quite comfortable with it. Um, Kat says, I used to think paranormal was just ghosts. I quickly learned that that was not the case. Uh, question for you. What would you associate the loud sound of breaking glass to? Hmm. That's a different one. That is. That's a very good question. I can't you say know, that. I've talked to anybody that... who's experienced that. One of the things that's really always uh, to this day and it always will gets me is, okay, we all know we have to have a brain and vocal cords to talk and right. to communicate. 
But if you're a ghost or spirit, you don't have that. How, how do you do that? And that's always messing with my mind because I'm thinking rationally, okay, I know that I'm speaking to you because I have a brain and vocal cords, but how does the spirit communicate without that? And that's mm -hmm. always just, that's always messed with me because scientifically, sure, anatomy, you say, well, you have to have that. Mm -hmm. It's a good, but again, I just say, I don't know, but I've had voices talk to me that were not there, disembodied spirits. Yeah. Um, a projection. Right. I, I've had, yeah. uh, I've, I've captured EVPs of wood breaking. I've never had glass, but, I've not had and glass I don't know where the wood knowledge. came from, but it sounded like somebody was busting boards in a basement once where I, I had a tape recorder set up and right. there was obviously nobody there. That's right. a very good question. I have no idea. I'm thinking maybe, um, is it a residual? I mean, residual right. sounds make sense, right? Maybe. Yeah, residual. Because it's like an imprint in that time and space. And and sometimes if an event is powerful enough, I mean, think about it. If you think about a death and the spirit leaving the body would leave one heck of an imprint in that, that time and space. I could see events unfolding, especially if you're being chased, let's say. You always hear about the stories about the woman being chased by, you know, someone coming down the hall at her with a weapon. She jumps out a window or he, she's right. thrown out a window. Like you have that, that adrenaline and you have that fear. And um, this is one example, of course, but I would imagine that would leave one heck of an imprint as well. Because what oh, constitutes a residual? Well. Sometimes they're just like little nothing sounds. So we think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'm sure you've noticed, and I, I've noticed this, is that there are more mainstream stories on sightings and UFO sightings and spirit in the news that mm -hmm. you never saw before. And it's like almost like almost mainstream, not quite. But mm -hmm. when I see that on a Yahoo feed, I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. this is something you didn't see five five years ago, 10 years ago. You never seen that. That's, so that's true. kind of interesting. And it's not, you know, and this is what I say, I, I, I'm sure... Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was the was an older commercial that said not for, not just for breakfast anymore. Right. <laughs> so my thing was always like you know spirits and go and you know paranormal not just for Halloween anymore. Right. You're <laughs> like throughout the year, like and right. some people I've actually talked to people who actually think that they that only happens in October. I said, what do you think these these beings just stay stay hibernated for eleven months and come out? in october i know like, well don't they no I know. <laughs> so uh, you know no, I'm sure it's true that, but but if you look at ancient cultures you know the 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 veil is thinnest in and around yes. christmas time it's not even halloween that's exactly. an us thing yep. you know i mean you're getting into winter solstices stuff like that like i mean there are different times of the year where the activity is considerably more active than halloween but i love halloween it's still yes, you know one of my of most favorite times of the year but it, it is interesting i think how we can or we are starting to see things like you say they're talking about ufos i and and paranormal you're seeing more captures and i think a lot of it has to do with cell phones because everybody's got one for the most right. part they've all got at least a camera there's at right. least a camera. It might not be the best quality camera, but it's a camera nonetheless, and you can capture things. And now with the internet, things get out there, and you have these incredible shows, you know, 
showing all kinds of YouTube videos and and photographs that are, are being put out there for the world to see. Do you think that has a big part of it? Because I know when you talk about alien disclosure, I mean, the last country in the world that wants to disclose it's the United States. Everyone else right. pretty much has. And some's never really, some countries have never really hidden it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then I've seen some footage that it's just almost impossible to deny. Mm -hmm. I, I think, and, and there's a pretty famous one. I'm sure you've seen the one uh, from Arizona back in, I think it was the late nineties where it's, it's clearly right there. And it was seen by like policemen, mm -hmm. Senator, right. I think the governor right. saw it and it was right. just, it was like, there's like, what is that? And of course they had to play it off as it was something. It's clear as day that it's triangular right. and it's, it moves really quickly. And right. I'm like, okay, if that's our technology, then why are, you know, then say amazing. so it's our technology, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it is. I mean, you know what? We live in a world, I think where, where things are becoming, more acceptable. I think because there's so much media out there, mm -hmm. whether, you know, whether you, there's anything to it or there isn't anything to it. Um, the fact is, is there's enough interest to keep it going and people, you know, come out and they want to tell their stories. One of the reasons I, I did the type of ghost shows that I did, you notice I didn't do investigative stuff, right? but coming on and, and, and talking or bringing people to these shows because i mean i i filled a, quite a few seasons <laughs> of just you know having people say to me i want to tell my story and i would fill the season you know for for these some of these shows for by saying here here's people here's people because people want to find a way to pay it back and right. i always tell people i don't accept money but pay it forward i don't care if you just smile at somebody tomorrow if you want to do something more do something more. I've had people go on to actually start their own paranormal groups and help other people. It's a way of giving back. But sometimes they feel if I could tell my story and even one person hears it, then I feel like I've paid that back. Right. That somebody has learned something and, and somebody has maybe, you know, gotten the courage to tell their story, or maybe now they know how to find someone that can help them. I think it, it if everything comes around full circle yes. at some point, you know, um, here, here's a great question. Hi, Ron, you're still up. Ron is in Scotland. He's a champion. Cause it's like three oh, 15 AM awesome. over there right now. Um, are mirrors a portal? What are your thoughts on that? That's a really good question. I believe they are. Uh, I, I have heard so many different stories about things coming through mirrors and mm -hmm. just either, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. That, uh, yeah, I, I believe because it's it's a way for for spirits to, to get to where they go. And, and my theory is this, and I, I'd say this. Do you remember the old video game Pac-Man? Yes. <laughs> okay, so you remember yeah. when the little ghost could go out one side and come out the other? That's right. kind of what I think they do with the portal. They're able right. to go through one side and come out the other. And that's and in and, and my personal belief, and, and again, this is just my my opinion, is I think that's how the Bigfoot go wherever they 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 go through portals. Mm -hmm. That's just again my opinion. But I think that's how it's, it's quantum. A lot of people right. are starting to believe right. that. And, yeah. And I, I that's 
I've always thought that because, and again, the portals are everywhere. You're right. They're just all over the place. So I, I do believe, yes, yes um, almost any form, I think, of glass can be used as a portal. I think uh, it's just that's another way for them to communicate and another way for them to to move around. So I think, yes, definitely. Anything uh, with a reflective surface, yes, basically. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I've, I've yeah. always thought that. I've, I've heard that, um, you know, I've researched it, that sometimes putting two mirrors together or you have a mirror against a window right. or a reflective surface that it, it has, it can and has caused, you know, things to open up. Yes. Um, and we see it when just in talking to people over the years and I say, where, you know, does the most active part of the house seem to be? And a lot of times people say, well, this room or this area mm -hmm. and if, and it fits the bill of the reflective surfaces. Absolutely. So that makes, that makes sense to me as well. Uh, during an investigation, how do you determine the difference between a spirit and a demon? Sometimes they pretend to be the other. Mm. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, I think, and, and this is one thing that's, that really, it, it irks me is that I think the D word gets thrown around way too much. Way too much. TV loves it. Yes, it's sexy. Demons oh. better than ghost, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. just irritating because it's like everything. And it's also like ratings grabbing. Uh, some of these places oh, that do that. And, it's just, and, 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 and that's the thing that I try not to do that because I know that, that just really gets my ire up because I think there's yeah. a lot of negativity out there, not necessarily demonic, but just negative spirits 100%. out there that have nothing mm -hmm. to do with anything demonic mm -hmm. and, and again it's just how do you tell to be quite honest i don't know i'll be quite on i have no idea i just i've ran into negative spirits that were not mm -hmm. demonic they were just negative right. and nasty and right. i've ran into a lot of good positive spirits that could have been angelic right right but I do, that just just grates on my nerves at how some people just use the d word it's really difficult everything. It's really difficult. I retired, you know, from film um, because of the fact that you end up getting stereotyped. I was sitting here giving answers. And out of the five that I give, there's only one that they always use. I probably run around saying psychokinesis <laughs> more than I do anything else. And and it's out there. And I think people have been conditioned to to think as well that you know, what they're experiencing because it's so malevolent in some cases that, you know, and again, if you're people of faith and really strong faith, it's really tough because this is right. what you're, you're taught to think it is as well. But I agree with you. There are a lot of mean people. If you're a mean person in life. You're going to be, you know, a mean SOP in death as well. If, if you're still here. Um, and I believe projection of energy, which is like, you know, layman's term, poltergeist activity, but, you know, people are powerful beings. You can right. project energy very easily. It will cause footsteps. It will cause cupboard doors to open and close yep. and, and lights to go on and off and electronics to go on and off. We are really powerful beings. But Absolutely. somehow, and I don't know if you find this as well, Kevin, but it's easier for people to think that there's something big and crazy running around the house and it is for them to think that they may have projected a lot of this activity themselves because of their their powerful energy right yeah oh, but, oh yeah definitely it's like you know that's got to be a demon rather than grandma 
wish that as well. I don't know. My grandma would have I mean, been something fit well, to, yeah, to be yeah, dealt with. Let me yeah, tell well, you. yeah, my, my <laughs> one set of grandparents are definitely they were not very nice in life, and I'm sure right. over there they're not very nice either. But right. Yeah, well, my, and, and my grandma was just right. feisty. <laughs> so, like, but, but you know, there are ways. I mean, you have entities that can mimic um, yes. spirits. I've seen Absolutely. spirit children get mimicked by more malevolent things. Is that that giveaway is always, you know, if you're hearing something that's that's the smell for me is a giveaway for sure uh, as to whether you're dealing with a human spirit or non-human entity of sorts. Does it mean it's demonic? No. Not really. I mean, if you factor in the fact that even a gray can let off, you know, sulfuric, people report before being taken right. that they can smell sulfur right? and humming and, and all this other crazy sounds. Like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know anymore what it could be because there's just too many similarities. And I know it's not very helpful, but right. Sorry, guys. It's all we got. Kevin and I are just tapping out on this one. And it's all stuff that I want to say. Yes, I have, I have, you know, spent a lot of years. I could tell you the textbook part of it all. But as far as personal beliefs, um, it gets tougher because we evolve from that knowledge just right. by learning. So, you know. Um, so we move along. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you basically you've had all these experiences and you, you your attachment you think is in check. Um, what I mean, are you still experiencing things to today to this I, day? I am, but honestly, I, I think I'm I don't want to say evolving, but transcending perhaps. Okay. And by that I mean I get less footsteps doors closing things like that and more so like i said the triple numbers okay um i think about somebody i haven't thought about in years they call me they text me something th you know things like that the synchronicity part that's ramped up right um and my empathic abilities have kicked in a lot more and that's actually helped me like in everyday you know everyday life you know because i i'm i'm basically an, an introvert and it's hard for me at times to go out in public because of all the energy I pick up off of people. And right. it's hard to put that wall up. And people drain me. I mean, honestly, people drain me when I go out mm -hmm. in public. And, and I, I work in, in a field where I work with developmentally disabled people. Mm -hmm. And they have their own challenges. And I work with mostly women. Right. And their energy is a lot different than male. It and is. When I leave work, I'm drained a lot of the times because their energy is so powerful that I have to try to like find a way to like to shift it around because it's just and again, I've I've gotten better as I've gotten older. But again, I, I just I, I consider myself an, an introvert. And again, right. a lot of people I can't stand a lot of people. It's just too much. And it's always been that way, and I never knew why. But right. now I pretty much know. Well, if you're empathic, it makes it really hard because you're picking up on a lot of different emotions as well. So yeah. if somebody's angry, you're going to pick up on the anger. If somebody's, it's the same, but somebody's happy, you'll pick up on that as well. Fearful. I think sometimes people drain energy, not even intentionally. I, I just, I just think it's life can be exhausting. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, some people are working two jobs. You come home, you yep. get do homework with the kids 
make dinner, get them out to soccer. You know, like like oh, life yeah. is really busy. I mean, sometimes you could be having a paranormal experience and you don't even realize it because you're so busy. The example I like to use is, let's say you leave a glass on the table and go to work and you come home. If that glass moved, would you know that glass moved or would you just say, uh, yeah, I left it on the table. I forgot to put it away. I forgot to right. wash it or I been doing this a long time and i would look at that and unless it was on clear on the other side of the room i would know that i would not know if it moved on that table at all right so you know i i get that i get that yeah. um okay before we get to ron's question I'll, I'll get back to adrian no question or topic is ever worn out we try to keep up with you um <laughs> uh, then what is a demon are they all ancient eternal beings i'm pretty sure i've met two in my life what in your opinion is is a demonic energy? Yeah, I, I have to agree with what she's. I'm, I'm assuming that's female, Adrian. Adrian, yes. Um, and again, my assumption. Pardon me if you're not. I apologize. No, I she is. Adrian, can be <laughs> Adrian both male yeah. and female. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I I agree. Um, there's I've I've been to places where the the energy is ancient. It's been there for long before people even got there, and I've felt that. Um, but as far as the, because you know, I, I go by the like you were saying the textbook, the definition, and I'm not Catholic, so I, again, I'm I'm drawing upon, you know, you, I, I'm sure you remember back in the 70s and the 80s, almost any ghost show or ghost book, it almost I always think, oh, you had to be Catholic because everything was you had to go to the Catholic <laughs> priest to get rid of things, right? And I always thought about, wait a minute, there's so many other religions, why is it always Catholicism, right? And so I, I'm. By that rationale, that's I a whole other I, show, though. Kevin. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't want to put my toe in that water. Oh uh, yeah, we, we could be here for hours for on that one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, but again, it's just I I, I go by the biblical mm -hmm. version of it, and um, so I apologize, but I just got my shirt tugged. Oh. And well, they, they now the spirits have a tendency when I do shows like this, they love to, to join me, right? And something just pulled on my jacket, right? Uh, that's why I'm looking behind me because I they I should be used to this by now. They like to touch me now, they didn't used right. to do that before, but I'm getting touched all the time, like in the right. in the car, things right. like that. So I apologize because that was actually pretty that's okay. Good We've had people spot things and hear yeah, recordings uh, while people yeah, are talking so yeah, so yeah. um you i hope you're enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah i i just have to go by the, the like the biblical biblical sense of the the word right. demon because again i i just think that that term unfortunately is overused i do believe they exist yes but mm -hmm. i do believe that there is just too much <laughs> that's just do you think they're another race? See, Maybe. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah. I, and, you know, and, and there, that calls into quite like, you know, because th that's the whole uh, thing mm -hmm. of, I, I've known people, I've met people that think that they came from outer space. Well, I mean, you know, so I, I, I honestly, yeah. I don't know. Well, there's so many different extraterrestrial races out there. So let's hypothetically say, I mean, we're conditioned to believe that, you know, demons are fallen angels that were never at any point a part of this, right. this, time and place per se um but let, let's go into the ufology side of things what if it's a big reptilian yeah 
if you're a ufologist, you might think a demon's a reptilian. If you're right. if you're a person of faith, you'll say a demon's a demon. Right. Um, you know, um, I don't know. I, I just think that you know, I, I've had people who get into um both sides of it and say, no, I, I've seen reptilians or and I've seen demons. I know phenomenal remote viewers who can tell the difference between them because they've seen them. I think to unequivocally say that this doesn't exist or this doesn't exist while you are in this plane of existence until, unless you have the ability to travel about, you know, to be able to reach through the ether and have, see visions of everything. I think it's really difficult to say for sure what they are. And it's difficult right. to say for sure they don't exist. Right. So, right. but I, I agree with you on, the, the religious point of everything. Um, I, I believe that a lot, there's a lot of stigma with a lot of that. And we're conditioned through television and media just to oh, yeah. focus on one thing. <laughs> um, also a good question here. What do you think of the stone tape theory? Great question. Ron, you're on uh, a roll tonight. Great question. And I believe in that. And the reason I do is because I studied communications in college so I remember bulk erasers. So yeah. <laughs> if, if we truly do have an ele electromagnetic field running around the earth, then mm -hmm. obviously, yes, strong emotions will be captured and can play back. And I think a lot of my, some of my experiences were uh, the stone tape theory rather than mm -hmm. current things going on. Um, so I've actually seen that. And like I said, with the battlefield ghosts, for instance, mm -hmm. th those are strong impressions because of the way they, that they died, but they're not current. They're from 1862. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I firmly believe that anytime there's some sort of emotion, and, and again, um, knowing the ions on mm -hmm. magnetic tape, that's yes. just kind of that makes that just makes a lot of sense to me. Right, right. I I agree. Um, they have had a lot of experience or experiments go on over the years, um, but I know we had somebody on the show who is a stonemason. And he would do a lot of repairs um, also in Scotland. And he would do repairs in old cathedrals and things like that because oh, wow. he's, it's like he does it the old fashioned way, you know? So it would be, it would be more true to what was already there. And he goes, sometimes you could actually hear like resonance oh. from, you know, singing and, and things that have gone on. And they, when they've done experiments and put recording devices in places like this, they have captured sounds, choir music, oh, wow. you know, people talking and conversing. And, you know, right down to, I think they, they found an old, I don't know if it was an old Roman or Mesopotamian bowl, a clay bowl, and they were able to play it. Oh, and wow. they could hear different, whether it was thoughts or voices oh, that were happening cool. at the time of its creation. It is mind-blowing wow. the things that they do out there but stone you know technically is it a living thing it's part of this planet does mm -hmm. it you know does it have a, of course it has a memory i don't know there's a lot of theories involving that it's been right. it's really phenomenal i love it right and i know that they say like quartz is a good, oh, good yeah. Crystal and, skulls. And, and water you know yes um, yeah, so it just, yeah, that definitely begs the question, but yeah, I mean, why not? 
you know, a right. limestone is supposed to be a really good conductor of paranormal activity. So if you investigate a house that's built over quartz, limestone, or running water, which many of them are, you will find chances are heightened activity of some sort. Yep. That's yeah, that's been my experience. Yes, yes. I just have to do a very quick station and sponsor ID. For those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to the Outer Realm Radio with this evening, myself, Michelle DeRoche. Amelia is not with us this evening under the weather. And Kevin Killen, and we are talking about his book, Ghosts in Me. We are broadcasting live on United Public Radio Network UFO, Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7 FM out of the Gulf Coast and New Orleans. We're fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since day one. So thank you very much, Folgers. Also, Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, for the contribution of his time, his music, and his voice for the intro and sometimes the outro an award-winning composer of halloween horror sci-fi and dark wave electronic music check him out on all of your favorite music platforms also steve mcginnis the man responsible for all of the banners and logos here at the show check him out on facebook and instagram does great commission pieces also specializes in the horror genre so guys if you're just tuning in we are talking everything paranormal and yes tamara our chat room co-host like share subscribe please and comment we'd love to hear what you have to say and i do try to respond to everyone so we're back kevin <laughs> you're still having some activity to keep looking around you i'm just kind of yeah like, what's I, going yeah, on I'm, over there <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm my my living room is next to my kitchen and I keep mm -hmm. hearing pings behind me by the stove. And this is the, the kitchen area seems to be one of the more active places in my house. And why do you think that is got a good cook in there? I have, good honestly, <laughs> I have no idea. My, my father passed last May. Oh, sorry. My mom he, was April. Thank you. He, he, uh, he stuck around for, I think about a month before right. he fully moved on and right. he was always messing around in this kitchen I, I had the feeling it was him but he's gone now he passed over i don't know um it's just like a regular thing i don't, I don't know i think it's because of the water quite honestly so the sink but yeah i don't know but i i just hear a lot of activity more so there i hear footsteps in the living room but right right more active in the kitchen and i really don't know why do you think that maybe you something followed you back from, you know, the battlefields or play, other places you've investigated? I believe they do. Um, what I try to do is, is again, uh, I, I also do the whole, you know, don't follow me home. You stay here. Thank you for your time. I'm respectful. Right. Um, but I, I think that, you know, just like people, they don't always listen. No, they don't. And I actually have a cemetery not far from my house that I pass every day going to and oh, from. Oh, that'll work. do it. <laughs> and I've actually yeah, done right. some good EVP work over there. So I, I don't know. Maybe they decided to jump in and come join me. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, honestly, what at this point in time with me, it doesn't surprise me if they just said, oh, because I, I consider myself kind of like a beacon. I'm like that flashing motel sign. Right. <laughs> they see that, oh, hey, he can hear and see us, so we're going to go mess with him because that's kind of how it's always been. So I right. wouldn't doubt it. And also, I think I give off a decent aura 
And I think that might yeah people they they might pick up on that and know that I'm a I'm a pretty good person. So they want to probably feel safe with you too. If that's the case. You know. But yeah, I, I, I don't think any of my family I've I've had family members pass in the last, you know, five to ten years. I don't think any of them are here, but well, I don't I think, think they'd just... be like, you know, they might want to touch you. You always have that one aunt who's got to be touching you all the time. And, just, sure. you know, right. <laughs> Everybody had one of those. But, <laughs> you know, but that that's, um, yeah, that's interesting. I could see you being followed around, which brings me to this question, which would probably be best suited for you. Um, have either of you run into a haunted tree or actual spirits that like to hang out in trees? Oh, great question. Yes, I actually, going back to the question about the demonic, um, I ran into, in Pennsylvania, there was a lot of woods that were very, there was something ancient in, in mm -hmm. the this particular forest. And my girlfriend at the time, she said, uh, it was a state park. And she was like, if you go down to the bathrooms, you can hear people talking and there's nobody down there. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So we went mm -hmm. down there and yeah, there was people talking. I said, who the hell? I said, what is this? She said, I told you, but there's like a whole thing, a grove of trees that were, there was no wind, but they were talking and it was just right. the coolest thing. Cause I just, you could hear like the rustling of the leaves and you kind of heard words, but it was only in this one section of forest. It wasn't around us. It was just this one. So I believe that there was spirits in that tree. And again, I, I, I do believe in, in things like fairies and things like that. Elementals. So, Elementals elemental, yes. like to be in the trees a lot. Yes. Yeah, so there was something in there, but yeah, that was a neat experience. That really was cool. I really enjoyed that one. Other than oh, the I... voices in the bathroom, but the, <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit wicky, but was, yeah. <laughs> that was a little creepy because I know you've all been uh, in one of those bathrooms, a state park bathroom, and it was just empty and creepy anyway. <laughs> so you thought. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, so. there's people talking. And of course, it was that whispering where you couldn't understand it, but you could hear it. Couldn't make out any yes. words, but it was like people were talking next to you and you were like there's nobody here so yeah but you know it's going on and they're probably watching you yeah but yeah that was really cool like i said and, and i think um there's certain trees out there that uh like you said have elementals in them and they spirits do. and everything yeah. and, and the ones i, I kind of live on a hill out here next to right. a pond and there's a lot of nature out here and that's great they, they let me yeah they they let me know like i i i'll i'll walk out of the door and I'll see deer come out. And I know those were meant for me. So yes. it's just, I just have a feeling. I just know that. Do, I, you, you know. do you think trees have spirits? Yeah. Could you, I, could you be I, dealing with it? Because they know they communicate with one yes, another through their, I, I their root do. system. Do you yep. think maybe you're hearing uh, tree spirits? Oh, I absolutely. Yeah. I definitely think. Yeah. I mean, they're living, living, breathe. Well, yeah, I guess they are breathing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love to think that. That's the best place to ground is in the forest. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Tamara asks, have you had your have do you have your house cleared? Do you have your house cleared? The one I'm currently in, no, but I've had others right. that have been cleared. And as a matter of fact, my current girlfriend just moved to another house and hers needs cleaned out bad. But I Right. I told her, I said, it's more than I can do for her. I mean, I could do the basic, but it's right. going to take a lot more because there was a lot of residual negative garbage that went went on in that house because 
unfortunately, the use of the Ouija board was part of it. Right. By un- inexperienced people and just right. a lot of stuff that shouldn't have been done. And of right. course, you know, I told him, I said, you know, they, I told him, I said, you brought a lot of garbage in this house and I can't get rid of it because I'm not strong enough. Right. So right. <laughs> that's. Well, you can message me on that and I, I could probably be of assistance uh, with that. Our, our, you know, our team is amazing. It's a lot. Good. It's all done through remote viewing and oh, that's good. team members, both sides of the veil. And uh, I would say our success rate is about 95%. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just because she they need she needs that her parents are moving into that house and they're older. So I I it might be a good idea. Might right. Be a good idea. Well, on the topic of Ouija boards, what are your thoughts on them? Don't like them. Why? Uh <laughs> I I've seen people just have bad things happen because mm-hmm. they don't know how to and and again, I think the intent is the whole issue. I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, and, and that's the thing. And, and and again, I don't know how many times, and I know, and I think actually, I I think one of the shows that I saw you on was Ouija board spirits or something. And I was like, Oh, is that what they named it? I, th- I think it was one of those. I have no yeah, control was, over what they yeah, call the shows. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was. And I, I was, right. I was just like, Oh, I got to hear these stories because I've come across people that, on Halloween, don't know anything. Hey, let's grab the Ouija board and go out there. And it's like, oh, geez, people, you don't know what you're doing. Now you right. just opened up God knows what. Right. And and uh, some some of these people thought, you know, think I'm crazy. And it's just like, I don't want to sound like, you know, get that dog off my lawn, you know. But yeah. it's like, honestly, it's like Ouija board safety. Right. But again, I think, <laughs> I think it's the intent, honestly, mm-hmm. um, what you want to do. And, and, he, and again, I don't know if there's such a Ouija board etiquette, but you have to know what you're doing because again, I think it, it can get misused. And I think there are spirits just hanging out that are no good that are just like, Oh, Hey, they opened mm-hmm. up or let's go through there. Mm-hmm. We'll go rack havoc now. So I, I just, I think I it's agree. an effective uh, communication tool if used properly, but right. I, I really honestly, and, and again, I I've gotten this question before where they'll be like, well, what's the difference between a Ouija board and a tape recorder? And I said, well, you're right. Yeah, I mean, there you're is no trying difference. To communicate. Right. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I've, I've seen just too many things mm-hmm. not done correctly with Ouija boards and some mm-hmm. like fakery, <laughs> blatant fakery gone. That is, you know. I, I think it goes back to. I think you nailed it with with intention. I don't think it matters what you use to invite communication. I think it's very accessible because you can get it at most flea markets or any toy store. Um, but again, it's it's mindset. If you want to communicate with someone, you don't actually technically need the board. You can the thing that has papers and glass Absolutely. and. Uh, don't do this at kid home or at home kids just but you know but you can get a glass you can do all kinds of stuff i've seen phenomenal things happen but i know that the mind is also a very powerful tool and i know that if let's just say something does come in or you know spirit does come in or whatever the case may be whether you're projecting it yourself if you have if you're thinking something it's not hard to right. project that out there for anything will give you any answer you want but I, I think you could do the same thing with a pendulum. You can do the same thing with a yes. voice recorder, a ghost box, uh, EMF detectors. And, yes. uh, you know, I am a real big believer in 
you know, in, even in research, because believe me, I've got like tens of thousands of dollars of arsenal of equipment over 20 years. You can only imagine. I oh. used to do a lot of public speaking where I would show people this stuff. And I would say, does it work? No. <laughs> Did it cost a lot? Yes. <laughs> so it's just trying to, you know, educate people. So I do own a lot yeah. of stuff and a lot of it I've never used because I really look at common sense in my own intuition and um, some of it, you know, they're fun to play with. But I'm I'm always curious when people say, "Oh, it's a, you know, it's 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 a scientific thing." Well, it's not a scientific thing. Yes. Science is done in a laboratory, in my opinion. But um, but I get it. Tools of the trade, you know, um, something that helps to maybe you know get you a few more answers. But again, because nothing is definitive, you have to sort of consider the fact that it doesn't matter what you use. Ouija boards are just one more one more thing. And I think if you're a really good medium, you, you wouldn't need it. But some people need visuals. They need to see a visual. They need to yes. physically see something. And if you're a really good medium, I think you could do it without any problem. Oh, absolutely. I but I've seen that. really good mediums get duped as well. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? So um, I've seen a few were talking about spirits in the trees, a group of trees in silhouette form as the sun was starting to set uh, treetop, highest branches and grouping of trees. I felt like they were watchers oh, in the okay. area intuitively. So maybe elementals again. I'm yes. Thinking. You know, it sounds like. Um, okay. So as we're slowly, slowly getting into the, the last probably 20 minutes of the show, what do you want to talk about that we haven't touched on? Okay, um, so if I can do a shameless plug. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm working on, I'm putting the finishing touches on my next book. Um, I had a near-death experience. Uh, okay. Before my current book came out, I actually had a massive heart attack. And oh. luckily, I had the Widowmaker. And the oh. doctor was like, I don't even know how you even made it. It was that bad. Wow. So when I went, when I was in the operating room the, where they were, you know, fixing me up, I just had this really calm, peaceful feeling come over me. Mm -hmm. Like I've never felt it before. And something went in my head saying, if it's my time to go, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And then I talked to a friend of mine who was into this and, and she said, I think you had an NDE. And I was like, you think? And she said, yeah, just the way you described it to me and the way that you said you're ready to go, but you didn't, you're still here. You had a near death experience. And that always, and I, I, I always wondered, I've read so many things about this and I've talked to people who've had them and now I've had one. What does it mean? And, and what, you know, what's the purpose? So again, this is another research thing. So uh, the reason I bring that up is because I put the finishing touches on it, but I always love stories. So if anybody in your audience would like to send me any NDE story they may have or any story about the paranormal they wish to share, they can send it to my email. I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, let um, me just put your email down. Uh, hold on. Let me go copy and paste it. I'm going to be brilliant. One second. <laughs> okay. Uh, copy the address. Can I put that here, Chad, yeah. or do you want me to just put it in the description of the show? Oh, you can put it in the chat. That's okay, fine. guys, here yeah. it comes. Yeah, and like I said, it could be, like I said, drop a line, hey, what's up, uh, trees are nice today, or we could go <laughs> into talking about what equipment you like to use on investigations, or if you have an NDE, please let me know. Um, like I said, I'm putting the finishing touches on it, but 
I, I could always use more because there's just so many out there and, and I've done a lot of research on this and gathered a lot of stories. And, mm-hmm. and again, it's just, again, more questions than answers still. Right. <laughs> so, right. but that's, I think that's what you're doing is, is a, a great, it's a great idea to connect with other people because this is where you find similarities. Yes. And that's pretty much half the battle. It's just, it's just a validation for you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I had an ND. I, I may have had possibly two, um, you know, one when I was really ill and I finally just, because I kept having a voice say to me, are you done yet? Oh, wow. And I, and I was just like, you know, I just thought about my children. I'm just, no, I'll never be done. Oh, wow. And that was it. And and you know what? When I was asked three times over the course of, of three days, once a day, and wow. by the third day, when I had said no, all of a sudden, all the pain I had disappeared within about an hour. And I got up after being bedridden for about a week. And I got up and just went and took a walk. It was the weirdest thing. Oh, wow. So not quite NDE like the first time, you know, where you, where you see this right. the light yeah. come out. It was totally different, um, which is why I always think it's a questionable thing. Like, did I? What was that? Yeah, and, and, who and was again, I that's to? yeah, and, and again, that's I've gotten some really amazing stories. Yeah, and I, I again, it's just like wow, what 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 would what did they go through? Because like I said, that was mine. Yeah, and that was bad enough, I guess. But it was just I, I, again, I can't even describe the feeling. It was just so peaceful and calm. Mm-hmm. I've never felt that ever in my life. It was just right. like, yeah. So yeah, if anybody has any, and I, I've I've read some really wild ones. Mm-hmm. out there but they're they're really enjoyable because you know they do happen but yeah uh and again also <laughs> <laughs> um, also um yeah. yeah something just fell off my refrigerator so <laughs> doesn't do that often but they must somebody's showing off <laughs> uh, absolutely um so now i lost my train of thought oh also so i'm doing an anthology as well so any ghost stories people have Feel free to send them to me because I'm still gathering those. Um, nice. I'm still working on the battlefield story. I actually live in Maryland now. Oh, Southern nice. Maryland near the right. beach. So I actually have to go back up to Virginia. <laughs> um, but there's tons of battlefields I haven't been to. And actually what I was trying to do is I wanted to finish the one story, get it out there. And then I was going to go farther south and do battlefield part two and go to like Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, wow. Alabama, yeah. Georgia. Right. Um, but again, you know, like COVID happened and, and life right, kind of right. happens, but that's, but I, yeah. I've still got, I, I've got like six manuscripts going at the same time. And I know my publisher is going to be like, you know, we just need one. Yeah. I can just like <laughs> settle on something. Well, Jeez, if you ever decide like to get something. into ancient sites, you know, um, out your neck of the woods in, up in, uh, Massachusetts is America Stonehenge. Yeah. And, and Dennis Stone has been on our show a few times, and I would happily connect you. Um, people go up there and do paranormal investigations all the time. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, that's an incredible yeah, they, place. I, Like, my, my number one bucket list item is Salem. Well, you're up there. You hit two birds with one stone. I'd like to go to the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, boy. There's a lot of triangles that. in the world. Like, I did a whole show just on triangles. There's many. Michigan, 
Lake Michigan, Lake Michigan, Lake Ontario. Yes. Um, yes like, there's that. there's so there's so many. Yeah. And I, you look at all the similarities of everything that goes the, on with extraterrestrial cryptids. Had, had anybody on um, the like the burial mounds? Yes. Okay, I figured you probably yeah because I, I used to live near Moundsville, West Virginia, which was named after mm -hmm. some of the Indian yes. Native Americans burial. But mm -hmm. I've, I've I just discovered the one in North Carolina. I didn't hear mm -hmm. about that one, and that thing looks amazing, and it's so old, and people don't know where it came from, and there's right. some like I think a stone down there that's got ancient writing on it, and it's just like wow, this is really cool. There so. are some really great things, but there's a lot out your way too, uh, over on the East Coast. There's a lot of different things out there. Yeah, you know, you 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 look, and I could fill you in in a whole bunch of places that you can go to. Go have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 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 connect going all the way down to Newport and places like that, just all the way down the coast. You can get yourself into some really good Viking and Templar history oh, and yes. get just tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. So so where the best way to get a hold of you then, of course, is um your email, which I have put in here. I will make sure it is on the YouTube um all three of the YouTube show descriptions. Okay, so me, this way, if they go in there, they'll find it as well. And of okay, course, the next time you get a book out, you have to come back and talk to us about oh, that. Absolutely. Uh, let me give you. Sorry, I'm trying to. That's okay. I'm just going to put you. I'm just I'm gonna to, I was going to give you my Instagram account. And you go ahead. Yeah, I'll put that I'm on trying, the show I'm description as well. Here it is. And there is a link to your book on Amazon in the show description also. So people could go on Thank Amazon you. and and purchase the book. And, um, you know, anything you send me, I'll make sure it's in there awesome. when I do the final edit. Um, so my Instagram account is Irish Kev, K-E-V, 7147. I would recommend you email that to me so I could copy and paste okay. the actual link to it. Okay. And um, but for, but for those you, listening, they can, yeah. Right. And also email you my authors, my uh, publishing company's website that has my yes. author page. Yes, that sounds great. I get it. I'll put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really glad that you, you connected with me and, um, that you came on the show tonight. I know Amelia will be disappointed. You know, tis a time of year. I mean, you're down, you're down, and it's oh, February, yeah. March is always usually the the two worst months. But um, I I'm really glad that you came and you hung out with with us all and shared your your stories and bounce ideas around with us. I think it's great. Thank you for having me. I I really enjoyed this. And like oh. like I said, when I saw I. Shamelessly, I was watching one of those shows, and I saw you on there. I remembered you, and Aww. I was like, "Oh, well, so I, I just looked. I typed your name in because I was like, let me see if she has a website or something.'" And lo and behold, I got there, and I was like, "Oh, she's got a show!" <laughs> and she, and she, and she, <laughs> she da, da, da. yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, and she, she accepts guests." I said, Shh. "So I, I did, and I think I emailed you day after Christmas or Christmas." But yes. I'm glad I did because I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is cool!" Oh. So, 
Thank you for I'm, having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And and I'm really glad that you enjoy the shows and and uh that you you follow. Thank you. It's it's very nice to know. And it's nice because now here you are and you know, hanging out with me and all these amazing people in chat and all these, you know, millions of audio listeners out there as well. Absolutely. And, so yeah. you're in New Orleans, correct? Uh the show streams out of New Orleans. Okay, the show streams in Canada. Yes. That's what I thought. Okay, because I was like, yes. that's right. Because I was like, wait a minute. I was like, New Orleans. That's kind of cool because that's another bucket list. Oh, the Myrtle's Plantation. Oh, there's a lot of places in New Orleans. Yes. Oh my yes. goodness. I, I want to go oh, see boy. Marie Laveau's grave and give her yes. some Yes. Yes. There's but, I'd yeah. have to hook you up with my producer Joe for that because he knows where all the hot spots are. Yeah, I so. I have a sister and she went there with my father and I've never been there. And right. I'm so mad because they got to go to New Orleans without me. That's like, how dare they? <laughs> What is that about? Wow. Yeah, my daughter's been to New Orleans and I've been doing this show out of New Orleans for like, you know, four, five, four years at least now. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't get to go, but you know, that's okay. I'll get there. I, I travel, you know, I'll be of the different parts of the world. Well, so. there's a lot of stuff in your neck of the woods as well. Oh, there's lots found, of stuff. I found I found some good stories out of Canada, and I've got friends in Michigan, so they they let me know about the UP, and then I've got some friends in Canada, and if I'm not mistaken, the Wendigo. Oh yes, comes, comes from that's a big one. Out uh, your way, right? Northern U.S. and and most of Canada. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty, I love that story. I would love that that that's one of that in the Rougarou. I think the Rougarou nice. is a werewolf. Yes. Yes, it's a werewolf are... in French. And Irugaru, I think, is is um, very New Orleansy, Louisiana type. Yes. In French itself, it's it's changed from an R to an L. It's le loup. A loup is a wolf. Lougarou. Right. Okay. So yes, and are you French Canadian? I am. Awesome. Yeah. That's right. so cool. Yeah, I, I kind of figured with your last name, but I didn't want to. I married it, and it became my professional name, and I got I just had to keep it after that. So now I got it, but yeah, definitely not my name name, like my like you know maiden it's name, but it's a uh, married name. But um, no longer married, but like I said, got the name. But yeah, it's it's um. There's a lot of really great stories that come yes. out of of Canada and yes. um, blends in with. The U.S. and a lot of it comes from Europe because right. people brought their their traditions and their belief systems with them. And every now and then, according to some, let me tagged along on one of those big ships, <laughs> and uh, you know. <laughs> but I still believe in the portal theory <laughs> so more than anything. Yeah. Dimensional yeah, I, stuff, you know. But I, I'm I agree. To see more of that. I agree, and it's it's funny because I was never a great mathematician in school. Right. But somehow I'm doing quantum physics now. <laughs> oh boy. That'll give you a lot more answers as well, for sure. You know, but Thank I love you. it. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And you open door policy. You decide you want to come back on, you want to share some research before you get a book out. You oh, let me know. I would love I would Michelle, I would love to come on anytime. Thank you. That is well, that is one of my I just love talking about this stuff and I love connecting with people. So right. anytime you want me back, I would love to be on your show again. Book or no thank book. you. I'm booking into May. <laughs> but uh yeah, let's put put together something you want to talk about and you know, give me some point forms as it can't be the same thing, and we can definitely make it happen. 
Awesome. All right. So thank you and have yourself, you know, the remainder of a terrific week and weekend. Thank you. And I'll be in touch with links and such. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're very welcome. Take care of yourself. All right. Good night. (laughs) Good night, Kevin. Well, we've come to the end of another awesome show. Kevin is just wonderful. Really, really cool spending some time with him tonight. Great stories. Great to bounce, you know, ideas around with. So big thank you to Kevin Killen for joining us this evening and talking to us about his book, Ghosts and Me, and his paranormal experience, The Battlefield Ghosts. Looking forward to what he's going to come up with um, on his next book about that. So big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring our show tonight and every night that we air. Huge thank you to Justin Snicker, Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Steve McGinnis. We appreciate you all so very much. Thank you, thank you. Tomorrow night, we are bringing back Dan and Teresa Duke, they're going to be discussing the Wild West and secret societies. So how are they connected, I guess, is what we're going to find out. So you'll have to join us back in the chat room. Check us out on UFO Paranormal, United Public Radio Network, 105.3, 107.7. Wherever the case may be, hit us up on our Facebook pages. Hit us up on our YouTube pages. Heck, hit us up on Roku. We are everywhere. And we continue to bring you fantastic content and great guests so to everyone in chat room thank you for joining us tonight ron it's probably 4 a.m by now we have to get to bed but we appreciate you tuning in so good night everyone we shall see you tomorrow night